0: Welcome, it is another episode of UK Cowboys TV, it's Season 1, Episode 58, I'm your host Mike Poland and we've got um, a typical trio here, we've got England, Scotland and Wales this week represented. We've got the two Scots, as I keep saying every week at the moment, we've got Paul and Graham, Uh, we've got myself representing Wales and then we have Jamie, aka the, the subtitle, uh,
1: a, the Yorkshire <laughs> sensation,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, everybody's looking all right, looking a bit fresh. Um, certain somebody was not so fresh Saturday night. If you want to talk about that, Paul,
1: that <sighs> nah, was my boss, <laughs> too.
2: what, if we won on Saturday, I've seen more life at the Champ's
1: best. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, be- I like it. was good though, it was nice and quiet, like, um. Just <laughs> went up to my mum and dad's, do the whole social distancing and the barbecue and stuff like yeah. that. And, and uh, by the time I got home, I just ended up opening up the bottle of Pop- proper 12 whiskey and just started tanning that. And that's where I ended up getting a phone call with you guys. <laughs> yeah. I, think, did I, message you?
2: I, I think I messaged you, I know about three hours, uh, three
0: hours. Uh, I rung I Barry. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. Did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barry told <laughs> me you smashed.
0: spoke as well. <laughs>
2: took took <laughs> screenshot and everything.
1: Yeah. Oh i was just stay up there, but then again, I don't want to be look like a an idiot. So I'm glad I didn't phone just in case. I wish yeah,
0: you You were struggling, although we did cover a lot of angles in our drunken ramblings. Everything from the cowboys to uh, stag parties to weddings and uh, dating Wait,
1: Our dream girls. Wow,
0: well, uh, yours uh, and Jamie's.
1: Yeah, well.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll say that I'll you a few, um, few yards away from you so you
0: can get belt back at us. Yeah, I know I got to be careful what I say.
2: That's why the
0: doors cl- that's why the doors closed. <laughs> but anyway, uh we are continuing on uh from last week's uh work that we've been doing. Uh we are in what we're calling the positional breakdown series. So last week we did the quarterbacks. Uh basically going from the top of the roster all the way down to the bottom, looking at all the plays of that position. Uh, If you didn't watch it, go back, watch it. We broke everything down. Uh, Dak and his contract. um, Dak, the contract. um, Scouting reports the lot. Uh, So this week is on to the running backs. Um, So first of all, I've got... uh, We'll try and break into some relevant news that has cropped up over the last week. First of all, guys, I don't know if you've seen, but as of from last Friday, uh, the coaches were back in the building. They've opened the door to all the coaches, as they say, one step closer. Uh, Another thing as well uh, that's cropped up that um, they reckon uh, uh, no later than the 26th of this month, rookies um, traded players, so players from other teams that have been traded in, free agent players, uh, and players on rehab, they will be back in the building too. Um, so that's another step closer again. So we've got coaches, we've got players coming back. In uh, another bit of news as well, ESPN, I don't know if you've seen this, they did a uh, like a, a, an all-league redraft, uh, the entire league. Uh, coming straight off the board at number nine was Dak Prescott. Seen that, yeah. yeah. The ninth player drafted off the board.
1: The one I am most shocked about was Zach Martin's position.
0: Mm, I don't know if I seen that one. I must have missed that. Very,
1: very low down. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. I'll have to go back and take a look at it. I
1: think it was like a hundred. I think it was at like one hundred and thirty-six or something like that.
2: Oh wow, that is quite low down. Yeah. Think the well, league story, knowing it? It's a QB-driven league, so you're gonna see, regardless of if, if whoever you like. Depending. Say if it's Dakar, if it's anybody on any
1: other team, you, you're going to take that position relatively high up, you? Because you want you want the best thing you can possibly get. I know just that, like just I know like a good quarterback he's a good running back as well. So I think yeah. Z was right, right, about number sixty or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, ah, I'm like
3: what? Yeah, so, it's <laughs>
1: like what the f-? I'm like what the fuck are they guys Small?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was quite interesting. In other news as well, it got posted up today um attendance records for all the teams cowboys smashing it by about an average 20,000 more <laughs> yeah that's right yeah a lot lot more but if you included which i did in our post if you included uh the average attendance record of the wembley show out you would rank second that's, that's so like, the, the average wembley attendance is 84,000 uh, coming in at third is New York Jets at 78. I was, I, I was with
1: that is mind-boggling,
0: that. I know what that it's,
2: is. It's so,
0: so bad as well. A lot of that will be, um, you know, because it's the tourism side of it all.
1: I'm just wondering if it's because of fucking Dave Gettleman for the Giants. <laughs> Everyone's switching from blue to green. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or it could be that just people want to get away from the husbands or wives for days.
0: <laughs> Just go to the Met life.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: that's a fair house Jimmy.
2: <laughs> I, I I am I'm sure that they love their husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners. But yeah, everyone needs a bit of time away, don't they? Well but what <laughs> it could be what it could be more yes. than anything. Do
0: you know what it could be? Is it could be that really it's not seventy-eight thousand, it's like thirty-four. And it's thirty four thousand Jets yep. fans, Giants yep. fans, and they just didn't watch both games. <laughs>
1: and, and here, and, and here's the other like right, So obviously, you you guys know I went to the the Houston Texas game a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Right. There was like, and I I still say this to this day. There was more Cowboys fans than there were Texans fans in that whole stadium, and they set the record attendance that day for know, that yeah. for Energy for Stadium, and. When you think about it, of all the other games, can you imagine like if, if we get to 100% capacity for this new home opener game for the Rams and that brand new spaceship stadium, mm. can you imagine the uh, turnout for Cowboys fans? Not Rams, but Cowboys, which was the big following we've got over yeah, there in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. going it's, it's to be ridiculous. It, it's just going to be a, a sea of silver and blue. Yeah, Like you said, Paul, as well, when we went over for the Ravens game in
2: 2016, I bet majority of, of the fans we saw when we was walking into the stadium were Ravens fans, and we had we had a bucket load behind us. We had a bit of banter with them, and like you say, especially not that there's obviously more fans turn up to Cowboy Stadiums that support the road team, but it's essentially the the biggest game on their on their schedule in it. So yeah. it's yeah. where you can, and yeah, I mean it's such, it's such a nice place to go isn't it that you you make a long <laughs> you can potentially make it a long weekend if you obviously if you live in the states, can't you? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that was just something that, that cropped up and I thought was a bit noteworthy. Um, but let's get into, guys, the running back position. Before we do, though, right, <clears throat> something I thought I'd get your, your guys' opinions on, right, that I think the biggest change, because there is a massive change this year with the Cowboys, and one of the biggest changes that's cropped up is the running backs coach? Yeah,
1: he, we don't have. Um, oh God, was it Gary, Gary Brown. yeah, yeah, he was so, a good great, great coach as well.
0: He was a good coach, but here's one for you the running backs coach now is actually Skip Pete, right? Yep, now he has quite right. a decent, decent resume. I don't know if you've seen, um, the sort of, of guys we're talking about that uh, uh, this guy has brought up and coached Marion Barber. Mm. Cowboys as well own Demarco Murray, obviously not with the Cowboys, and Todd Gurley.
1: Sorry, uh, yeah, all legitimate players.
0: All legitimate players. Um, I don't know about you guys, the the sort of play that as soon as you start talking about those type of running backs, it's a fairly mixed bag. Do you think Skip's the right man for this job?
1: Yeah. I don't I know. He, it's so, very, it's very hard to say. It just really depends what Mike McCarthy sets out in the offensive scheme. Like, because he will have the, the final say on it, and obviously our offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, he will set out the plan what he wants to do as well. But it's the running back. The running backs coach is just to follow what the playbook says pretty much. But he will have his own ways of doing techniques and drills and stuff like that to get the players in top form. So, yeah. I mean. I don't know like it, it just really boils down to what we're going to have in terms of steam in terms of what type of run plays are we doing a lot more stretch we're going to do more inside run type of base plays we just don't know yet we yeah. really don't know
0: yeah and I mean we'll we'll get you in Gray I know you, you, you're sitting there but you got any particular take on um, when it comes to positional coaches so like in particular case you with Skip Pete, do you think that it's important that they get that right?
3: It's important because um, you know M- McCarthy's never really had a blue chip at running back. You know he's gone through a, a complete list. You know I could I could rhyme off so many Packers uh, running backs. Um, they never they never seem to have the bell cow. You know whether it was Jim Starks and Eddie Lacey or. Um, God, we, all remember, we, all, we all remember being carved up last year uh with a with a four running back <laughs> touchdowns. So um I don't know, it's 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 with with the running back game it's it's gonna be far more important just in terms of um moving the ball again um with very little off season kind of work. Yeah, uh, You know, it's so easy to call inside run 10 yards and you start again uh, Particularly when, you, when you've when you got Zeke Elliott to go and do it for you So um, I think there's going to be a, quite a lot of importance Based on the Cowboys' offence Between running the ball with Zeke And uh, the Dak wide receiver connection That's going to be really, really important Especially when he can't get his guys on the field As much as he would like um, but with with things opening up at the facility, you really never know how much they're going to be able to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's it's moving. It's it's getting back to the norm, if you like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Eventually, we'll, we we will get there. <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, right, it's, it's, it's these true. are these are controlled facilities. You know, that they'll have they'll have um, cleaners and experts for every single floor. You know, they'll have they'll have like. Positional base cleaners that follow these guys around, and um,
1: just, to, just to add on top of that, we'll have contractors to do like sterilisation, oh, yeah. like, this, like totally. gym equipment and stuff like that, like where they never had it before. Yeah,
3: yeah, like, I mean, like, it's, it's not like a supermarket or anything like that, you know. It's not like yeah. you're going to have a massive turnover, um, and obviously they're going to have a 90 odd roster. But um, like, would you say the rookies and, and new players being in first, it's a gradual step, and. Um, but it's, it's, it's an impressive list from Skip, Pete. To go back to your original question, you know, um, these guys know what they're doing. I mean, especially with, we all know, particularly Barber and Murray, and it's uh, you'll have to look at Gurley's numbers. So yeah. if, if you can give him a blue-chip talent to work with, then why not? He could have a, a pretty impressive season. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Um, But let's move on, and I'll start with you, Jamie. Um, Now, some people will argue that Zach Martin is the best player uh, on this roster. Um, When you look at some of the things he's done, you could pretty much say that he is. But some people will actually say that the best player on our roster is a running back. Um, Obviously, we're talking about Zeke, um, feed Zeke. In terms of um, his ability, would you say he's in the top, the top three in the league?
2: I Probably my guy. I better stick with. I still think he's the best running back in this league. Yeah, over Chris Every- McCaffrey and hey, Saquon. Don't, don't get me wrong, though. The, I mean, people like McCaffrey. I mean, they're, they're good running backs. Um, but if you kind of look at Zeke's production since he's coming to the league, he has been pretty consistent all the way through. Yeah, he—I you know mean, I know he had the year where he had the suspension, but even that year, his numbers were still pretty high. Um, yeah, I still think he's the best running back in this league, and and he's, and he's at the minute touch wood. He looks like he's showing no signs of slowing down. Let's just hope that yeah, you know I mean, we've lost arguably one of the best centers in the league. One of the best sets we've had for a long time. Let's just hope that that transition on the offensive line just doesn't hamper him a little bit. I, I don't see it hampering him too much. I mean Zeke Zeke can improvise, can't he? I mean if he's you've seen it before if a if a player's designed to go up the middle he's and it's not kind of there, they'll bounce out onto the outside. So yeah, so I I expect him to post high numbers and quality numbers again as always. Just yeah, yeah
1: that- just just to add on top of that, every season but 2017, when he had the suspe- six-game suspension, he's been over 1,000 yards. So first yes. season, yes. Si- 1,600.
0: Which was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. The fall season, even though he only played 10 games, but he was almost 1,000 yards. That's for 10 games. Is
0: right. that, is that I, game think, game I, right? think, I is, think, though, if you look at his, his game log or his, his yards per game average, I think he was still averaging like 90 yards a game. On that season. Yeah.
1: Well, see, when you break down his whole career and break it down of how many games he's played with his total yardage, so like you said it t- tends to work about roughly about 85 to 90 yards per game. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's consistent. It? And I think as well, yeah. don't you, if if I'm not wrong, I think there's only been the odd couple of games as well where he's had really poor stats cut in terms of what Zeke is used to, and he's, he's average less than three yards of carrying. Quite often, like say, I know um, Gray mentioned a couple of running backs um, for the Packers that they had, and if you look through there consistently, they've they've all well more often than not uh, they've averaged around f- maybe three yards a carry, which is in most cases. I mean, if you haven't, like say you haven't got a blue chip running back, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a, a Zeke kind of production. You're gonna get the l- latter end, are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. I I, I mean. You know, you talk about some games where he was bad, like particularly we can always remember the the Broncos game um, where he was literally non-existent. I think 11 yards. But I think some of it, when you go back to the negative side of his game, um, I know Graham and myself have spoken about this before. The sum of it is really not down to, to Zeke. It was just Garrett's Coaching style, yeah. being so conservative that oh, the ground game isn't working. Let's come away from it, and you're like, yeah. "That's
2: your best player." Yeah. And then you see you flip it onto the other side, don't you? And I think that's where a lot of people start getting frustrated with Garrett, and which, which I think we've all said since the new, since the um, appointment of McCarthy that this offense could light up even more than it has done over the last few years because we're going to be a bit bit more unpredictable than we used to be because, hey, if you had. A third down and ten, a third down and nine. More often than not, if you look through the stats, we would, we would run the ball with somebody like Zeke or with Tony Pollard, just to help the punter, and, and we would re- then rely on the defense. Whereas the, I can't see this happening with McCarthy. I can see us. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah, yeah. Being so conservative.
0: I mean, what you have got to remember is McCarthy's going to play a, a very typical West Coast. So that's going to bring that's going to bring the guys down in the box, but they're going to be so worried about the wide receiver core that we've got that will open up Zeke's game. Um, but I know Graham was going to mention there about the, the schematic side of it all when the play was breaking down with Zeke. We can mention something there, Graham.
3: Yeah, um, he, he seems to be the, the kind of player where you can spread him out wide. Um, and I know particularly in a uh, Mike McCarthy offense that's going to be good because, like you say, it's West Coast, so yes. it's going to be get the ball out quickly, um, yeah. keep Dax Jersey clean, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, and um, he has he has good hands as well. I mean, there's a reason we took him fourth overall: good hands, uh, a hunger for the the end zone. Like I'm just going through last season stats, and um, especially towards uh In December, when our our game start, our overall game started to break down, and we won and lost you know at the toss of a coin, he scored um five touchdowns in december um, but our overall play just wasn't there. I mean we all remember the video of the door coming off the hinges. somebody had got into the the locker rooms and you could hear Zeke through the wall it was it was that loud he was that vocal so um yeah getting getting the ball out quickly um will be key, i think, and I think that it will it will be spread out, but I think the way we've the way we've got our wide receiver course stacked it's gonna take it's gonna take balls away from zeke in, in yes. my, my yeah. opinion to be honest um I wouldn't be surprised if his numbers fell a little bit. Not down to his own fault. Um, it's it's difficult to say because, uh, like I think I said it, I, th- I said it sometime during during the spring. There is only one ball to go around. Yeah. You know, you've just gone and you've just gone and spent your first round pick on a on another wide receiver. You've got um, your number receiver two coming up for a contract. Um, yeah, I mean <laughs> somebody's got to get open. And that's that's why we, that's why the Forty Burger t shirts have come out because yeah. we're gonna you know we're gonna, we're gonna be picking up numbers.
0: There is a lot of that to it. But here's one for you, Paul, right? Tell me if this concerns you. That um his yards per game in the first year, over a hundred yards. Each of those years following have declined each year to obviously the uh, last season I think it was eighty four yards per game average, with a 4.5 average per carry. So, obviously, each of the four years he's played, he's got progressively less each year. Is that concerning, or do you think that that's more of a sign of the coach declining?
1: I think it's a few factors. Um, obviously, with, with Zeke, he was going for the, the whole just trying to get used to the whole new contract and stuff like that and trying to, like, he's in the back of his mind, like, I am the best runner in the bag. But, but besides that, I think it's more towards, like, we've had consistent injuries with our O-line. Yes. Like, Tyron's been missing a few games. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Travis wasn't there last season. Yeah, sorry, well, he, well, the season before, sorry. Before, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. so the season before. And he wasn't really, like, like, even though he still played up to the highest, he could, but it you could tell like, he still wasn't there as physical as he was when before he had to take that season out. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of thinking towards it.
0: Do you think perhaps uh, any of the pre-season shambles had anything to do with him? So obviously he's not doing work out as much.
1: I'd, I'd say that it took some effect because he didn't get enough time to get as much reps in with the team. Like, because yeah. like if you're not getting as much reps with a team with a new offensive coordinator with a new play, new type of playbook, like you're going to struggle regardless. Yeah. Like when you're going to look at the playbook, it tells you you're going left and that you accidentally go right. You're going to run into a brick wall with some linebacker or some defensive tackle running through the middle or something like that's going to just take you out. So that that will have a big um, impact for sure. And it was during that whole off season.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, another thing as well was that the schematics, I think, is a decline because uh, I think since he's come into the season, the last or oh, sorry, the last two seasons, Zeke's faced more stacked boxes and overloaded boxes more than any other running back in the league. It's mm. insane. So it, they become one dimensional. But bear in mind, we're saying all of this, right, that Zeke still finished the season with third. One thousand three hundred and fifty-seven yards, which ranked fourth amongst running backs, yeah. and he had twelve touchdowns, um, fourteen if you include his receiving touchdowns as well, which is the second most for a season in his career. Yeah, I mean the numbers. So he, he has, a, he, has a, he has the worst, you know, one of his worst seasons. He's declining, and he's still he's still banging them out.
3: I mean, that's that's why. That's why when he held out, he got his deal, because yeah. he he knows how important he is to the Cowboys. Um, but just, I hate to say it, but just to go back to any other question you you had, um, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I don't think Zeke is the best anymore. Um, I would I would put Christian McCaffrey at the top of that list now. Uh, I think. Christian McCaffrey is the Carolina Panthers' offence. I mean, who's the... Well, he yeah,
1: is well, yeah, single-handedly making them win, so...
3: Who is the Panthers' number one receiver? We don't
1: know. I, actually,
3: I couldn't tell you. Christian McCaffrey. It's probably Christian McCaffrey. Probably. McCaffrey. I, probably. Right. It's probably Christian McCaffrey. Um, just doing a quick sum there. Zeke has carried the ball 1,169 times.
0: That's a lot of tread.
3: Now, that's hands on the ball. That's not... Yeah. Including blocking,
0: yes. Including which is
3: what plays, he,
0: which is what he was drafted for. Yeah, he
3: drafted for blocking, run. That's just when he was given the ball. Mm. Some he's gonna start breaking down sooner or later. There's gonna be some yeah. trap yeah. Yes, yeah. If
1: you like, and there's gonna be a split. divide where people are not like. am I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be bad for saying this, but people are only educated enough about the game of football. It's like. If you're going to put your star running back in nearly every single play, as much as he wants to, it's going to wear and tear on him in the next coming yeah. years and years and years to come, and he's going to be no as effective. Like,
3: yeah.
1: take the prime example was like Adrian Peterson. Yeah, is a prime like,
0: example.
1: Prime example, like like he was brilliant for Minnesota for all these years. Then he just used never really took a rep out, and you can see him when with the whole talk about Dallas was going from. That never happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you saw the season after he completely declined and declined and declined. That's because his body was starting to shut down, and yeah. he just had wee small wee roles. And like, don't get me wrong, he did alright with Washington. He did okay, but he, he was nowhere near the same type of player
0: as he was back in Minnesota. And ironically, so, yeah. still the best running back in Washington.
3: <laughs> ironically, yeah. <I> mean, yes. <laughs> even even closer to home, you could look at DeMarco Murray. Yeah, we ran the Marco Murray into uh, the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thousand yards. See- Thousand yard runner every year, and when it came to contract time, we thought, Nah, DeMarco, we've we've burst you. We're not going to give you the big money. He went to the Eagles and was a bust
2: and fizzled so, out. And, and Tennessee, and
3: Tennessee yeah. as well.
2: Tennessee. you know, yeah. so and just kind of touching what Graham said about obviously the the ball probably get spread around a little bit more this year. That could potentially help. I say that yeah, there's a lot of tread on there, um, but if you're, i just I'll just use fifty percent as just just for compensation's sake, but you're going to yeah. split the ball around and, and reduce Ziggs' load by 50%, it's, it's only going to benefit the team, isn't it? Like I say he's going to stay healthy. When he gets on the field, he's going to be more dynamic than he already is when he gets on the field. And you're going to potentially, you, then you could maybe, I don't know, one, two years on him. Yeah, I, I, what you're talking about, maybe would, maybe would get if he's, <clears throat> if he's played at that high level in terms of reps that he's getting.
0: Yeah, so, and then what you're talking about there as well then is obviously he's getting more quality touches as opposed to quantity.
2: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, it just got to some points, didn't it? Like I say, we got two dimensional maybe last year, mm. whereas a lot of the touches he got, if if Garrett wouldn't have been like say so conservative, and would have been like you know what, we're just going to run the ball on third down. so because so, you you're looking for somewhere to maybe set the put up a little bit more. Yeah, you're gonna Zeke him because you you know what Zeke can do. Zeke can run up the middle; he can still take on two or three guys. Whereas if it's third and ten and you're potentially gonna throw the ball, you can look at putting Tony Pollard in there and adding a bit of a different dynamic to the offense. Because, yeah, you know I mean, it, it, you can put him in; you could put him in the slot and you could cause a bit of confusion. But because it's so conservative, you're gonna rely on your number one back rather than maybe your number two could give you a little bit more of a. An edge in a different play that you're going to put
0: in there. Bring back the wildcat is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <in>
2: the <zone>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that there was some years on Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: So wow. uh, there's one, there's one for the. But uh, luckily, you, you're kind of helping a segue into the next guy, uh, which is. Um, Running back number two, I think, is fair to say on everyone's list. Oh, yeah, this year. absolutely. <laughs> is Memphis's uh, Tony Pollard, so last year's um, rookie um, taken in the draft. So you, I did mention the stat last week, or maybe in the week before, but I couldn't remember the exact date. So um, the Dallas Cowboys last season had two running backs. Over a hundred yards in a game, which was against Miami, that was the first time that the Cowboys had done it since
2: 1998.
0: <sighs> Easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So a, a twenty-two old, twenty-two year old. Uh, I, I mean, there's people in our page group that weren't even born in 1998. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> to think so,
2: about... Yeah, we mentioned them kind of running really backs that we
1: had. I would have Literally. been, tw- I would have been twelve years old. <laughs>
2: Had two running backs
0: go hundred yards a ge- in a game together, he's just insane. And and in that game as well, I think they both scored a touchdown as well. Um, but here's one for you with, with Tony Pollard, and I'll come round uh to you guys on um his scouting report, um just to see what you guys think. But just to give you um uh some information, yeah. So we were talking um that on Zeke's uh, average yards per carry he was on about 4.5 last year so Tony Pollard over 80, 80 attempts went 455 yards that's a 5.4 average so <laughs> you know obviously what we're talking about slightly though is Zeke wearing them down and Tony Pollard coming in for the kill afterwards yeah <laughs> go on what were you going to say there
1: Oh, no no! I wasn't. I was I was just saying. I, I agree there.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah yeah. Um. But here's an interesting one for you. That, um, his total plays hundred and six. So that's hundred and six rushes and receptions. He scored three touchdowns over those. So in, in about thirty attempts, he'll score a touchdown. Um. That is a lot more attempts than Zeke. Um. But I think one of the things we can all agree on although this is a small sample size that we've got because it's only small I mean he, he didn't even have um, as I say it's 80 attempts uh, and you know a handful I think it was 25 receptions or so that um, one of the things he is good at which is for definite which is going to put defensive uh, coordinators on their toes is his diversity that he can run and he can catch the pass and
1: his footwork. Don't forget his footwork. His
0: footwork, yeah, is actually that is something that I've put on my scouting report. Um, but give it to me then, Paul. What what is it that's so appealing about Tony?
1: Well, he's been a better of breath of fresh air. You know? Like he's actually helped Zeke out substantially. I, like, rather than like, if, if say for example we were just trying to kind of use Zeke all all the time and that, like we never really had that secondary running back, like we had Darren McFadden at one point, that's fair enough, he'd still do the job, but what a Pollard has, like you said, he has that diversity, he's got the agility, he's got the footwork, yes. but he, he's a completely, he's not like a, a more, he's not a powerful running back, but he's a more elusive like is like, to me, I, I see him a completely different robot compared when you compare him to Zeke. He sees the more more physical, like right bold in your face, bulldoze yeah. like like he'll he'll do whatever it takes to get get those extra yards. And that Pollard, like he can make people miss easily, yeah. like yeah, and that's yeah, and that's, yeah. and, that's uh, and Zeke can do that as well. He can well oh, he well not make people miss. He, he would just jump over them.
3: Yeah, for example, yeah. You know what I
1: mean, so but 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 in terms of actually like making one player go one direction or using a juke move and stuff like that, that's Paula in a nutshell. And yeah, we yeah. saw and, and every time we saw Paula do that, it was, it was like, wow, why is he not getting his more game time?
0: That is so, something I was going to bring up, which I'll ask Graham in a moment, but I yep. totally agree with what you're saying that you'll see with Zeke you'll see a player bounce off him or you'll see two players trying to bring him to the ground. Yeah. You know, if that's Tony Pollard, he's going straight to ground. Where So, if he doesn't make a miss on the first move and he gets tackled, he's going down. Um, but let's go back to what we were saying there, Grey. Um, do you know what? I've forgotten what we were talking about. <laughs> Tony Pollard um, running back. Gray Forl- my dear Lord. Uh, right. So, Tony, um, in terms of uh, him being able to be used in a, a number of different ways, one of the things we did see is them playing as a running back and moving out to the slot. Do you think that they, they're going to see two running back system, possibly,
3: and moving Pollard out to play as that wide receiver? Um, I I don't think so. Not on, Maybe under Garrett. A little bit longer, but not under McCarthy.
0: Hmm.
3: Um, I'm actually going to go a little bit against the grain here. I don't think Pollard had a great first season because I'm I'm looking through. He broke ten yards three times last year.
0: So, um, okay, it, it, just to jump in, then right, I know where you're going to go, but do you think perhaps this is another example
3: yet again? Of Garrett misusing his his pieces, it could listen. It could well be. I mean, you run through our, our list of offense. I mean, we had a top a top three offense last year, and we didn't get it done. So there's every chance. Don't get me wrong. There's every chance. But see, see, Golden solely on stats. He he flashes. He doesn't. He, the consistency is not there. um is he getting the ball enough? Probably not. Um, there's there's a couple of times: uh, week one, week three, week fifteen, and week seventeen. He got double digit carries. Um, the Vikings game, he ran for minus four. Um, I, I get I get the skill set is there, but we haven't seen it yet, and I just wonder. Yeah. There's a question mark over. Was it Garrett, or was it simply the fact that he's still very, very young? Um,
0: Yeah, and there's some to work with.
1: Don't don't forget as well, like we had problems with the O line as well. Yeah, just to always add that toughness. Just if you don't have an O line, we don't really much have a running game. They can block. Yeah, Yeah,
3: that's true. But I I will say that also that the drafting of C.D. Lamb was catastrophic for Tony Pollard. Because, like I said, there's only one ball and you've just gone and added another blue chip talent to take mm. attempts away. So, if you're going to have three top receivers and Zeke, where are you going to fit Pollard in? Uh, just, just, in t- just in terms of math, Of volume, yeah. You know, it's, know what I'm saying? I don't you- see where...
1: It just really depends what Callum has up his sleeve. Like you asked the question earlier, though uh, if we going to run like a two two back system? You, go could, put, back. We, we, uh, you could, you could potentially because you could have one side by side each uh, uh, by by the quarter by Prescott, and there's so many different types of plays you can do with that.
0: Yeah, like, that's what I mean. I, like, and you know, you play that wing back slash full house sort of, um, you know, formation.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, it's the, the running back system. I mean, from my understanding of it, obviously, but the, the running back system under a Mike McCarthy offense is up until this point has been very, very um, toss of a coin because anybody that plays fantasy football knows that you do not draft Packers receivers to play every week for you because you don't know who's going to start. Yeah, you simply, you simply don't know. I mean, if you go through just solely fantasy stats. The Packers do not use the wide receiver, uh, the, the running back well. Um, it could be anybody. It could be whoever performed the best in training. So when you go and give McCarthy Zeke Elliott, he's going to say, right, he's the guy. Um, and are you going to leave your, your 15 million star on the bench so that your backup can get touches when Zeke maybe only he's only had Ten carries by the third quarter I just don't see where it's where we're we going to cram everybody in unfortunately
1: well that that's that's the question of where they're taking precedence of contract money rather than who's best player
3: yeah
0: best players on the field yeah but i mean in in terms of finding him a role jay here's one for you do you think perhaps he could be our starting kick slash punt returner i mean this is a guy you had. Seven kickoff return touchdowns uh, whilst in college. What do you make of that?
2: It's worth a try. I'm surprised we haven't seen him a lot more. He like said, just to let alone from the stats from Memphis. I mean, yeah. it was pretty much a return star only for, for them. Um Yeah, it's, it's something we saw in last black to like. I think um, I don't know what his name. What was it? The um, the receiver that we had that came out of um, Carolina that. Uh, yeah, uh, North Carolina. We 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 sent that uh, Switzer. He was supposed to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, right Switzer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: take, take that issue away, and it's not. Oh God. I'd love to try. Like say, what was was the issue last year? Garrett. Who knows that? I think like Graham Switzer, I mean, we're going into a different offense here this, this year. So, if he's going to have a massive role, and McCarthy thinks that he, you know I mean, he can, he can help. Take this offense to the next level. I think we're gonna we'll, we'll see that this year. Um, if not, I think like I say he's gonna to have to find himself a role on on special teams. Um, it'd be nice to see him. And I, I loved this pick last year. It was one of my mm-hmm. favorite picks. I know we didn't have a great draft, but I think he was probably the highlight of the draft. Um, like I say we saw flashes, um, and then kind of I think just trying kind to of touch it back in because we were so conservative last year. Yeah. I I personally think that's why we didn't see probably a lot of him because, like you say, you're playing conservative football, so you're going to put your £15 million running back in there to get you putting some extra extra yards, a bit of room to to get some off. But, yeah, it's, like you say, it's just, is he going to fit in this style of offence? Um, would we maybe see more of a slot receiver this year rather than you've seen him in the backfield? Mm.
0: Go on, Paul. I know you're itching to go. Special teams, definitely.
1: When you think about it, yeah. Tabor Austin's no there anymore.
0: Yeah. Who, who else do we have? Yeah. Like CD Lamb. Yeah. Well,
1: we do. Have, we do have CD Lamb. Like we could yeah. probably even use both of them—one for the left and one for the right—or unless or, they go for or or single returner. we don't know yeah. yet. But, Depending on uh,
0: the kick coverage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Just, just really depends. Um. But when terms of getting a, oh God, a lot more opportunity to get more game time, it would definitely be more on special teams for sure. Because he's now, like... Because someone's now vacated that spot. And... And he's, well, he's got experience doing that for the Cowboys as well. as He has done it before. Like, one return,
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, like uh, when, I'm not sure. He might have been on the field. I don't think he returned it, though, did he? Well, because well, it was all th- Tavon Austin at the time. Yeah, but he definitely did it during pre-season, for sure. Yeah, but, I think he did. Yeah, I think they did try him out, so, didn't they?
1: So... But, He 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 still understands Chris. it's still under Kelly more offensive scheme. Like he may have a certain way he may want to do it, but in terms of just getting him more game time, like I said, I think it will definitely come more through the special teams route. Yeah, me too. Go on, go on. Sorry.
0: Oh no,
1: that was pretty
0: much it. I mean, the the only thing my my bad knock that I've got on him. Uh is but the, the the thing I got in brackets is he, he's a jack of all trades, master of none. I think the best way to describe it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is the best way to go. And then my comp for him, I don't know what you guys think. I've got it down as a, a bit of a Kenyan Drake. That that type of player, you know. Uh, just to put some sort of comp to him anyway. But uh, let's move further on down because uh, the time is ticking away. Um, we look at the, the last two running backs on this roster. So like, uh, we had uh, a couple of two running backs uh, that we took later on in day three. One of them, we actually cut the past waivers, made it on the practice squad. That's Jordan Chun from Troy. Uh, I know me and Paul were talking about this briefly before the show, I don't know if you remember, but he was in that debacle about was it going to be Mike Weber, Was it going to be Jordan Chun? A mm. bit of a back and forth about who was going to make it. In the end, they cut both. Uh, <laughs> um, but just to put um, what he's done so far, right? So um, he was a two star prospect, first of all. Um, his 40 time was a 4.69, and he did a bench press of 19. So, for running back, that's somewhere about average. For, yeah.
1: for, for, for bench press, that's, that's good. It's not amazing, but it's good. But it, yeah. I thought it's 4-6. Four, 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 yeah, 4-6, yeah. For a running back, you would expect maybe 4-4. Four, four,
0: yeah, five. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, And especially when the guy's 5-11. Mm-hmm. Not bad. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the side. Now, he has, believe it or not, pl- uh, played a game. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has been in one game for the Cowboys. um He was on special teams, um, but um four try his junior year was actually his best year, um, so his fourth year it was because he was redshirted for a year. Um, he actually finished the season with uh, one thousand two hundred and eighty eight yards. um that's one thousand five hundred and sixteen all purpose. Uh, which ranked eighth for Troy, but what is remarkable is he had 16 touchdowns during that season, which is second in Troy's history for touchdowns for a running back. Um, and another remarkable thing he done as well is against Southern Mississippi, he had a, a game where he ran 176 yards. <laughs> So, I mean, this is the guy who does know how to play the position. Um, my comp for him is James Connor, um, but has anyone got any take on him whatsoever about how we feel about him?
1: Well, I've rarely seen very much of him, so I kind of really comment to say no. as much.
3: So, no, I mean, <sighs> when you've got somebody like Zeke, you know, barely misses a snap, little in a game, um, and then you've got Pollard hoovering up the rest. You don't really have much room for a third receiver. You know, you're talking about a special teams player, or um, somebody to run down and kicks and so on. You don't really. It's it's difficult because you never see them. (laughs) They just.
2: It it wouldn't surprise me if one of the one of the two running backs on the on the roster, I say, made it for special teams purposes, Um, but. I would probably imagine one of them will end up on the practice squad. And Again, yeah, yeah. If anything, we'll probably go out and we'll, we'll get some kind of season veteran just to add a bit more. I, I know, Zeke, in terms of of his experience, you can class him as, but I mean, more of the older kind of type, so somebody that's pushing maybe his 30s, early 30s. I might say more of that kind of, just, a, just kind of another experienced leadership role in that in that. What about in that in that, in that, in that running back room? Just because obviously, they say Zig's still at a young age, Paul adds at a young age. So you you want somebody to kind of mentor them going forward as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll come back to that in a moment um, about players left on on the ro- uh, um, on the roster on free agency. Um, but there is then the fourth guy uh on the roster then which is uh, this year's undrafted free agent uh from TCU. so going tcu again yeah uh is darius anderson uh now this guy is five eleven and 195 pound right so he is a very small guy he's a bit of a tweener his nickname is the jet um uh, because he is he is fast went to the senior bowl and he went to the combine Um, So I'll give you some times again. Now, I say, you you know, he's fast. His 40 time was 4.6. But his 10-yard split was 1.56, which is quite fast. Um, But it is is his explosiveness uh, that makes him stand out. Because he had a 36-inch vert. And a ten, uh, a ten foot eight broad jump, which are both decent numbers. That's explosive. Where um, we got? We've got. I've got him on hundred and fifty three attempts, and in that, he had forty three missed tackles. Wow,
3: which it's, is it's quick. <laughs> yeah. It's quick. Yes, it's <laughs> he. He's praying to be the the kicking punt returner though. Um, just it's with me. the elusiveness and the explosiveness, he he wants to be on special teams and fourth fourth on the roster. That's that's what you're really looking at. So, but those those numbers bode well for a kick returner, um, especially yeah. the way the league's kind of clamping down on kick and kicking punt returns at the moment. I mean they're they're t- they're close to kicking the, the punt and kick game out altogether. You know, I've seen <laughs> I've seen daft stories of them offering up fourth and fifteens instead of onside kicks.
0: And all oh, this yeah. kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. as
3: well. I mean, they're, they're trying to get rid of it all together. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be hoping for a kicking point return opportunity as well, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the only issue that we've got on him, is, well, the two big things, number one is his pass protection. Uh, hasn't been asked to do it a lot. When he has, he's failed. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is he he's... His vision, he, 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 he is hesitant to hit the hole and he'll want to bounce it outside too often. And for a guy who's 5'11 and 195
3: pounds, yeah. bouncing it on the outside is not the way to go. Nah, I mean, it, it, NFL defenses will, will uh, catch on to that pretty quick as well. Yes. If you're not willing to do the, the whole spectrum, um, your cornerbacks and linebackers will pick up on that pretty quickly. Yeah.
2: Especially without, as well, with how dominant this offensive line is up the middle. We look at how many runs we we play that go up the middle. Like I say that they can create so many holes. That like I say you don't want any running back bouncing bouncing outside unless and it's absolutely necessary. to. And if he's scared to it, like I say probably his elusive, his elusiveness and like you say that that might get him on the on the practice squad. But if uh, probably yeah, I don't see it being more than that as well. Yeah. And
0: I mean my my comp for him is being dated, well, a guy who's taking this ship by a bad comp, yeah. but Damon Harris.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean the 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 other thing these guys have got in terms of problems is that you can pick you can pick running backs up. Um yeah. I mean you only have to look at the Chiefs. Um who did the Chiefs go after on the and June was it during December or during the playoffs? I can't remember. It escapes me at the moment, but they they managed to get somebody off the street um you know that that a dime a doesn't see unless you've got a, a top 30 odd talent you can anybody under that i would say is replaceable pretty quickly because it's it's not it's not like quarterback where you have to learn a playbook for for months on end um and then I, I'm, I'm sure you can go to the nfl you know top 53 agents and find a pretty seasoned professional that doesn't have a job yet. You know, if your guy goes down, you can you can go to Sunday and say, listen, we've lost player X. We need you to come in and do a job for us. Uh, I mean, look at the Seahawks. They went and picked up... Um, oh, what was his name? The seasoned, the seasoned... Oh, I played for the Raiders as well. That's terrible. Marshawn Lynch. They went oh, and Marshawn Lynch, Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because they, they felt that he could do a better job than the guys they already had.
2: I think as well, like you say, like, it's a, it's a tricky position, like you said, because there's so much turnover. Unless you, so, unless you've got like a blue chip, like you say, like a Zeke or a, a McCaffrey or a Saquon Barker, or even you say, like, even something like a James Connor uh, Pittsburgh. If you've not got someone that's like that, that's dominant, like you say, pretty much every down the play. They're just going to turn over, and like saying, say, especially like I say, and Graham's mentioned it a few times, so much little ball to kind of go around. So if, if you're not that kind of blue-chip calibre running back, you're not going to get a lot of, lot of balls, so you're going to tend to bounce around the league because you can't show really what you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just to, to wrap all of uh, it up, uh, go on, go on, Paul. We've actually missed somebody out. Go on then.
1: Rico Dowdy. He's an undrafted free agent who signed. Running back from South Carolina?
0: Mm, right, okay. Hit me yeah. with
1: it. Uh well I'm just quickly looking at his stats from last season. Like yeah. highest uh, rushing was 102 yards. Uh, sorry, total yards sorry, per game was 102. Longest rush was 35 yards, rushing touchdowns was twenty-two, reception yards sixty-seven, longest reception twenty-six. And receiving touchdowns, none. But he played all games by looks of it playing teams against like Alabama, Missouri, mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida, A&M, Clemson, and North Carolina. So he's played it up against some good, decent teams, but his best game was against Kentucky and Alabama. So that's the only information I know about him, but based on looking at the picture actual, he looks quite a physical running back, like in the same way of what was the running back we drafted a couple of years ago. Um, but we, we ended up cutting him. Uh, nah, I on. know who you're on about, Bo, Bo, Bo,
0: Bo, Scarborough. Bo Scarborough. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Like, I, I don't know if like just I'm just looking, I've no I actually, I don't know anything about Rico, but. Just looking based on the picture in terms of the physique, he looks quite a stocky looking running back. So that's the only information I can really find so far. So we do actually have a fifth.
0: Yes, you are quite correct. Um, yes, so they would take they took him as an undrafted free agent. Um, this is a guy, mind you, that has done a, a little bit of kickoff work as well.
1: Yeah, so I think they're trying to, like, what Mike's trying to do. He's trying to find as many options, as much competition to fight for that key role within special teams, especially, yeah. and and that's what one. I don't know if it's just me, but I thought last year we didn't really do that well at it. Yeah, no, like, yeah, we
0: definitely yeah. didn't in that sense. So, yeah. so. so an interesting one. Looking at Rico is more of his his receiving work. That's quite interesting to look at with his, with, with the type of, of frame that he has.
1: Yeah, like he only, even though he only got sixty-seven yards, so and that was on one game, and that was against uh, I cannot pronounce this. A. State. State. I, I can't even pronounce it. I'm sorry, but uh, but you only. Say App State. App State, then okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, from App State.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Uh, so, but in terms of that game overall, we had 14 attempts and rushing and only nine yards. So it wasn't that great. But in terms of receiving yards, he recorded five catches and went for 67 yards. And the longest um, pass he caught uh, was 26 yards during that game. So, I mean, to so, me, I mean, you can
0: they are. They are trying to, as you say, they're trying to create options. They've picked up as much as they options can. and
1: versatility. That's what they're really trying to look for. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think to be honest with you, though, that the last two guys, I'm, I, I think, you know, you're looking really. These guys, they're undrafted free agents, so they got a long way to go. Oh but yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Also I think they, need that practice they take practice squad or something. It's, it's very, it, that's probably their best bet. The yeah. best bet is that they could get to practice squad. Maybe Chung gets promoted to, a, you know, he gets onto the 55-man roster in 55. Yeah, years, be,
1: more, be, uh, be more of a blocker rather than a catcher yeah. type of thing. Yeah, Yeah,
0: maybe special ma- 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 prime and example would be Keith Smith. Prime
1: example when we had him. He started yeah. up as a linebacker, then we moved him to fullback right. to give him yeah. a more better role. But he really excelled when it came to special teams.
0: That's right, so yeah, yeah, uh, and special teams is somewhere where um, obviously we need a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well,
1: we've got the right guy for it. We've got the right guy for it. He That's did, very true. He, he did wonders for LA. Did wonders yeah.
0: from. Yeah, yeah, um, but that does neatly wrap up the running back position this week, guys. Um, but before we go anywhere, we just need to give a shout out to Cowboys Experience. Make sure, guys, whatever you do. If you're going into a game this year, you book it through Cowboys Experience. Uh, their game packages are, and uh, tour packages are completely phenomenal. Uh, you'll not have a better day, even on game day, with uh, their tailgate as well. Make sure when you book it, though, you book uh, using the booking code UKCowboys to receive uh, a free gift from them. Uh, just by saying that, that's all you've got to do. Uh, but make sure you do that at uh, Cowboys Experience. Um, but from myself, uh, UK Cowboys TV, that is the running back position broken down this week. Uh, from Graham, Paul and Jamie, thank you very much for joining, guys. Thanks again, man. Yes. And, uh, hey yeah, fun as always, as they say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we will see you next week uh, where we have a special guest joining us. Uh, more coming up on that. Later on in the week, you will definitely not want to miss it, and we do more positional breakdown work with the special guest. And um, for the this position, we'll definitely uh, need his help to really break it down and nick it down. So join us next week, guys, and we'll see you then. Uh, but from UK Cowboys TV and from all of us, thank you very much, and we'll see you again.
3: See you, later. See you next time. Bye.